We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Microsoft Teams is helping a bicycle company reinvent the way that they work. We make bicycles for everyday riders. Once the pandemic hit, we started doing virtual visits. All of a sudden, we could open up our showroom to customers around the world. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash Teams. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck. Bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Rotowire Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast brought to you by FanDuel, who'd like to remind you to be sports rich. I'm Jake Latarski, joined today by John McKechnie. If you're out there on Twitter, please give John a follow at Johnny McKex. That's J O H N N Y M C K E C H S. You can give me a follow, please, at Jakeski52. Quick reminder if you're listening on iTunes or Stitcher, please go ahead and give us a nice uh, rating and review. That is much appreciated, and always the constructive feedback appreciated as well. John, some late, kind of strange news yesterday. We got Josh Reddick getting scratched from Monday's lineup after suffering a jammed finger on a hotel door when attempting to order room service is what I read there. I mean, does this stack up against the, the, the strange injury rankings is what stands out to me. The one I remember most is K-Rod for the Brewers stepping on a cactus during spring training. <laughs> How does this stack up against the uh, some of the bizarre baseball injuries you've seen? Uh, well, first off, it's obviously a bummer, especially if people had him in their lineup and then you see what the Dodgers were able to do yesterday, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, 18 runs or something. So it's yeah. uh, it's so frustrating. But um uh, it brings to mind Matt Cain uh, a couple of years ago um, when he was making a sandwich in the clubhouse uh, before a game and uh, ended up slicing his finger, having to get scratched. Um, 
Oddly enough, that was during like a uh, even year for the Giants. So maybe in some way it just played into the good luck that the Giants tend to have on the even mm-hmm. years and get to the World Series. But yeah, I thought that that kind of is what came to mind. Just uh, like a freak, you know, ki- kitchen accident. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. It's always involving food and it's a bizarre world, baseball sometimes. <laughs> I think uh, fortunately, since that was the only afternoon game yesterday, I don't, I don't believe there were any contests that involved that unless you wanted to take it maybe they offered somewhere like where you could do like an all-day contest but yeah i mean you you get enough points you need for your all-day contest from just that one game the day yeah. the dodgers the way the dodgers just went off but we do have a full 15 game slate tonight uh big fifty thousand entry tournaments such as the three dollar mlb squeeze for example on FanDuel. make sure to get those lineups in and check back to rotowire.com for lineup information news recommendations but we're gonna get you started here with some uh, cash game pitching options as we usually kick things off with John. Now, two pitchers sit atop the slate here, both with an $11,000 price. Those guys are Madison Bumgarner and Jake Arrieta. You're starting up a lineup for a cash game, like a 50-50 double up. Uh, Which one of those guys are you basing your lineup around? I had to lean Arietta. I mean, it really was was sort of a, a flip of the coin to me. I mean, they're, they're even price. So to me, what what was sort of the deciding factor was I like the Cubs matchup a lot better. I like Arietta's matchup a lot better. Going against the Padres in, in Petco Park. Um, Petco Park isn't quite like the the insanely favorable pitcher's park it, it has been in recent years. I mean, there, there are more runs being scored there uh, this year. But at the same time, I mean, the Padres are just a much weaker hitting team, and the Cubs are just going to be able to pound Christian Friedrich. Uh, so I, I, I give them the edge. I know Arietta has been like a little bit uh, human by his standards recently, and that's st- or even since the All Star break, and that's still a good enough for a two nine seven ERA, three and one record, uh, and. Uh, a whip that's uh, under one. So the only thing that's really dropped off for him that, that's a bit concerning is the strikeouts. He's down to like a 7.1 uh, K per nine since the break. But aside from that, I think the Padres can definitely help him bump up those strikeout numbers. And I think that the Cubs are just going to be able to give him so much run support. I think the win's almost, I'm not going to say a guarantee, but I mean, it's about as close to it as you're going to see. Yeah, And that 12 point bonus is exactly what you're looking for in cash games to get things going. Right. Uh, I mean, because, I mean, I think the, the Cubs are going to pound Frederick as well. They're one of my favorite stacks of the day. So if you take any negatives out of using Arietta, one of them might be that that's one less Cubs bat you get to use in your lineup there. Uh, so that's one. True. But I agree with you, John. I, I do think Arietta is about as chalk as it gets for the night. I mean, the Padres, I mean, how many times have we referred to them as AAA San Diego over the past few weeks Seriously. on these podcasts? There's just not a lot of threatening bats in that lineup. And there's the ballpark factor, and then there's the guy taking the mound for them, the lefty and Christian Frederick, who neither of us seem to have a lot of faith in tonight. So I think Arietta is the chalk play. But again, for the sake of argument, I'm going to throw a few reasons out there why maybe you should consider Madison Bumgarner at 11,000. One is that's one more Cubs bat you get to use in your lineup tonight, so why not? Another one is because, I mean, you and I are on the same page, but not just that, all the numbers add up. If you look at Bumgarner's numbers versus Arietta's numbers and opponent numbers, everything points towards Arietta. So, I mean, for that reason, everybody and their kid's going to be on Arietta Tuesday night. If you fade him, 
you might have might be able to concede or succeed actually as a contrarian place. So yeah. that could help your case. And Madison Bumgarner, same price, is going to have much lower ownership than Arietta. I, I can almost guarantee that. Uh, so th- there's more room for profit there. And then Arietta was a little bit shaky in his last time out. Gave up uh, seven. He walked seven batters, which is very yeah. uncharacteristic. Gave up five earned runs his last time, and that was against the Brewers, who have been. I mean, they've lost some firepower, but they're still competent offensively. And I mean, I don't know, maybe 2015's career high. 229 innings starting to catch up with them sure for the record i don't really think that but i'm just trying to throw out some reasons why maybe you might want to consider fading arietta but the biggest one out of all these for me at least it's the intangible factor the giants and the dodgers are within a game of one another in the nl west this is a huge huge game uh any game this series is a big time game for these two teams in these big games Bumgarner always comes to play. He comes and he cashes in a very clutch performance. I don't care how hot the Dodgers hitters are. I don't care if they scored 18 runs yesterday. Bumgarner is ready to go for a big-time game like this uh, for the Giants here. Kenta Maeda, on the other side, has never pitched in an MLB game with stakes nearly as high as this no. one. So we, I'm sure he's pitched in high-stakes games in Japan. He's a professional baseball player. There's always a reasonable amount of pressure. But this is going to be the spotlight, a feature game tonight. Going to get a lot of viewers from across the country, hopefully checking in on the West Coast. And I think Baumgartner comes to play in this one. That's the biggest reason for me. Yeah, he's he's probably the best big game pitcher we've seen in recent years he's just unbelievable when the when the uh, chips are on the table Mm -hmm. so I guess it comes down to whether you want to go with the numbers or you want to go with your gut tonight Mm -hmm. personally I'll admit that I'll probably use Arietta in more places just because the numbers are so much in his favorite but I can't knock someone that wants to be a little bit of a contrarian and try Bumgarner on the big stage. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to hitters, though, John. Uh, we'll go around the horn, starting at the catcher spot. Uh, any value plays at catcher that jump out to you tonight? I think we're, we're pretty much on the same page as far as this goes. The, the only reason against it is in my tournament last night, so was everybody else. Uh, Gary Sanchez, FanDuel still has him at 2,800. Uh, he's hitting like a guy that should be in the mid 3000s at least right now uh he's out in seattle and uh i know that that, that's sort of a a pitcher's park but it really didn't look like too much of a problem for him last night uh just watching him watching the way he swings the bat he just generates so much power it like you almost feel like if you were standing on the mound and he put a full swing on like it'd be like a gale force wind that could knock someone my size over like he's just so powerful and it's so easy uh, and he gets to go against Taiwan Walker. He's making his first start at, at this level in, in quite some time. He's kind of just been bugged by injuries and sort of up-and-down performances this year. He's had a few, like, semi-hot stretches, but in general, pretty up-and-down. I think Sanchez is going to be able to get to him. Really, the only issue with this pick, like I said, is you're going you're gonna to be seeing probably 35 to 40% ownership because last mm-hmm. night he was uh, 28 in one of my contests and 31 in another. So mm-hmm. I was... And with no price adjustment, that ownership's not... It's not it's going down. No, not at all. And, uh, you know, so getting the, these 40 points from, the, from a late-night game last night... I was like, "Oh man, here we go! Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come storing back into the cash." And did, didn't wasn't really able to benefit because everyone else was in yeah, on it. So did sixteen thousand other lineups, right? Yep. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm gonna agree with you. You got to go, Gary Sanchez tonight. Uh, the penalties for not using him could be 
very severe, yeah. or just as severe as if you use him and you got like three points. Mm-hmm. So uh, Gary Sanchez, but I'm going to offer a contrarian play just for the sake of it. I do kind of like Jason Castro tonight. You get a lefty bat against a pitcher in Ivan Nova that does struggle a bit against lefties. Uh, Castro, I know, had a brutal, brutal start to the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the last eight games, he's only posted 1-0 on FanDuel. So you got to like what he brings to the table there. And a little bit more salary relief. I mean, if you're going to have to go with, uh, if you decide to go with Arietta or Baumgartner at 11000 you're going to need to save a couple hundred here and there. Uh, I think Gary Sanchez is perfect for saving a couple hundred dollars, but maybe a couple hundred more. Uh, I also kind of liked uh, Travis Darno. I think he gets a lefty as well tonight, and he's only 2400 So if you want to punt the catcher position, there are spots to do that tonight. Right. All right, but what about first base? This is a position you typically don't want to punt and is usually worth paying up for because of the power potential here. Uh, who are you looking at at first base tonight? Yeah, I'm going to stay cheap here. I'm going to go with C.J. Cron. I mean, he's a guy that, that was absolutely lighting it up before he got hit on the hand by a pitch and you know broke his hand. He was out for about a month, a little bit longer than that, right before the All-Star break had happened. Um, and he had been really settling in before that. Uh, he was hitting like 323 with an OPS just under 1,000 uh, with six home runs and 26 RBI in, his, in the, his previous 30 games prior to breaking his hand. Uh, he gets to go against R.A. Dickey, who has uh, one of the higher home run rates among uh, qualified starters. Uh, he's, his home run rate sits at 1.58. Uh, Crone has only played two games since getting back into the lineup. I think tonight is the is the time that he uh, is able to connect uh, and kind of get get off the schneid. Uh, and at 3,100, I mean, I think people are just going to kind of forget that he's there and forget what he's been able to do. Uh, so I, I think he's a nice play that's going to have a really low ownership. And it's up in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Ball can fly out there. Uh, I'm I'm really in on, on Crone tonight. Yeah, I, I like that play, and uh, just like I did with the catcher spot, I'm going to agree with you, but I'm also going to offer up another player that's $200 less, and I'm going to offer up Logan Morrison tonight. You can get him at your first base slot for just $2,900, so I mean, using these cheaper, starting off catcher first base under three k that puts you in perfect position to go, go after guys like Mike Trout and Mookie Betts in the right. outfield tonight, who both have excellent matchups here, and also potentially getting you one of those ace pitchers here, but before we get too far ahead, I do like Logan Morrison against Clay Buckholz, kind of getting back from the DL work his way in but does have a pretty nice resume against Buck Holtz. He's 5 for 12 with two home runs. So there's a pretty good chance uh, that maybe he's able to poke one out. And I also don't have a ton of confidence in Buck Holtz uh, on the mound tonight either. Uh, and I think Morrison's a good way to get yourself a piece of that. There are a couple rays I'm going to nominate. Uh, not so hot against uh, David Price last night, but I'm pretty sure that they're, they're going to want to bounce back yeah, after. Buck Holtz uh, is a totally different story. Yeah, Buck Holtz is a big time different story. So here we go. What about the Keystone though, John? Uh, are you going Going paying up for second base tonight, or are you looking for some value? I'm going with a guy that uh, probably haven't recommended at all this year, and I know that we're kind of kind of getting late in the season here, and I feel like I've I've gotten into trouble of using the same names over and over again. So I tried to expand my uh, my selection here today. I'm going with Cesar Hernandez of the Phillies here, uh, and a lot of the Phillies always kind of get lost in the shuffle. I mean, a, a guy like Herrera or Franco, people that we talk about sometimes, but. Uh, Hernandez usually isn't, and uh, I think his performance is really uh, worth talking about. Over, he's hitting like 342, 443, 495 over the last 30 days, uh, and then that's couple that with 400, 478, 750 
over the last week. Uh, he's got plenty of success against lefties. He's hitting 333, over 111 at bats, uh, and he does face a left-hander tonight in uh, Carlos Rodon, I believe. Um, so he shows an on base or an ability to get on base as well, uh, hitting at the top of that order. He's going to have guys behind him that that can also hit lefties, guys like Franco, uh, to bring him around. So I think Hernandez is a guy that people are going to sleep on a little bit tonight. And uh, I think with that, you're going to be able to get low ownership, and uh, I think you're going to get a really nice return on it actually as well. Yeah, I mean uh, the White Sox are going to be at home trotting out Carlos Rodon, a reasonably decent lefty here, but has had his fair share of struggles. I mean, he's only 3-8. and eight. And the Phillies have some bats that you might be able to take advantage of it. I'm not quite sure I'm 100% in that camp. Sneak peek of our tournament plays later. Sure. But, uh, but, we'll, but, but I do respect uh, the, the numbers behind Cesar Hernandez and, and the chance to use a name that's not as well known that has a decent chance to produce. So uh, possibly some ownership percentage benefits there as well. Personally, I like Ben Zobris tonight. He's one of those Cubs guys that I'm going to try to work into my lineup when possible. Uh, maybe it's not so such a great idea to choose a player whose price has been on the downswing because those prices go down for a reason. Mm-hmm. However, Zobrist, who is someone in the four to 4,500 range for most of the year, he's all the way down to 3,400, and that seems like some great value, especially against the lefty Christian Frederick. So he's one of those Cubs players that I'm going to try to target. Uh, out of that whole tier, I, I, I think that he's one of the better options uh, at second base. So I'm on Zobrist but I can't knock Cesar Hernandez by any means here. What about the hot corner, though, John? Uh, third base, another position like first. You always want to maybe pay up for a little bit to see if you can guarantee some power in those positions. Uh, who are you looking at at third base? I'm staying cheap. Actually, most of my picks I kind of made with the idea of generating a lineup where you can use either Arietta or Bumgarner, and, and you can fit all these guys in. Uh, and make a lineup with it. So I'm I'm going cheap again. I'm going Alex Bregman. He's only at 3,200, and I thought that was kind of surprising, uh, given that his price had been kind of a little bit oh, like over expensive over the last like week or so. But uh, it's down to 3,200, and he gets an awesome matchup uh, going against Ivan Nova. Uh, you know, obviously Bregman had that really famous uh, cold start, but over the last two weeks, he's starting to kind of get comfortable. You can you can like tell when you watch him play that he just looks more comfortable at the plate. Uh, he's slashing three sixteen, three sixty five, six fourteen over the last two weeks uh, with twelve RBI and four home runs in that span. Four of those home runs have actually come over the last week, so he gets to go against Nova. Uh, you got to love that matchup. His home run rate is at one point six six. Uh, so I don't think there's too much to think about here. I think Bregman at 3200 is an awesome mm-hmm. play. Yeah, I'm actually a big fan of Astro stacking against Ivan Nova, and the price tags are friendly enough for you to be able to get away with it and maybe still use one of those aces. So mm-hmm. we'll get to tournament plays later, but uh, I mean, sneak preview, there, it, it was a tough one to find some good tournament plays tonight. So uh, probably going to be pretty ace-heavy, and Bregman's a way that you can afford some salary relief there. Uh, if you do have the money to pay up at third base, though, I like Nolan Arenado a lot tonight. He's only the third most expensive third baseman, at $4,000, of course, away from Coors Field, he gets a little bit of a price break. However, he does have very good numbers against Chase Anderson, who's taking the hill for the Brewers tonight. Essentially, three home runs and 20 at-bats. I like those ratios oh, yeah. enough. That's, I mean, it's not quite one a game, but your odds are maybe better than not that if that pattern continues, he'll be able to launch one tonight. And, of course, it's not Coors Field, but Miller Park isn't pitcher-friendly by any means either. Right. So, I mean, at 4000 I think Arenado brings plenty of value. Of course, if you can pay up for it because, uh, again, those aces are pretty pricey tonight. Before we move on to outfielders, though, I want to check out the shortstop position. A few 
a few players under the $3,500 range jumped out at me a lot, uh, and you have one of those as well. Who are you rolling with tonight, John? Uh, going to, going with your Cubs. Uh, he, I'm going to go with Addison Russell. He's really kind of starting to look like the guy that everyone was, was buzzing about when he came over from the A's in, the, in that uh, Jeff Samarja trade. Um, he's hitting 297 and slugging 609 with six home runs in August. I mean, those are those are incredible numbers. We're only uh, you know 20 or so games in, into August. So for a guy like Russell to have six home runs, uh, that's that's pretty exciting stuff. Uh, he hasn't really quite figured it out against lefties, so you have to double check to make sure that Madden uh, puts him into the lineup. But I think he, I think he probably will end up getting the start. And worst comes to worst. He may he may go 0 for 2 against Friedrich, but the rest of his team that has the second best weighted on base against left-handed pitchers knocks knocks Friedrich around, gets him out of the game, and then Russell gets to go up against uh, a pretty questionable bullpen. So I think situation-wise, it'll it should work out in the end. And you know, only having to pay 3,000 for Russell, I think, is a really nice deal. Uh, so I'm going to go with him. On the off chance Russell does get a day off you are probably going to have the option to turn over to Javi Baez mm-hmm. at 2,700, a right-handed bat who brings a lot of power potential to the table. Uh, so I actually noted Baez before Russell. Of course, it's all going to kind of depend on that lineup sh- sure. shaking out a little bit. But Javi Baez, 2,700, for a lot of the same reasons you mentioned, could bring excellent value. I also really like Tulo. He's down around 3,200, and he gets to go against the lefty and Skaggs. And I, I, I'm a fan of Skaggs long-term. I, I think he could be a decent middle of the rotation pitcher overall. But uh you know, a younger guy, Tulo the vet, gets the platoon matchup at, at Rogers Center. There's a lot to like with Troy Tulowitzki there, especially 3,200. You're not paying, you're not breaking the bank for Tulo tonight, which is, I mean, you, you haven't really had to break the bank all season. Right. And I know I keep going back to this well, but I do I do think he has a solid chance to perform tonight. Absolutely. What about the outfield, though, John? Any value plays to help with those aces here, or are we looking at higher price guys? I'm going to stay in the low 3,000s again. Uh, starting off, uh, Yasmani Tomas against uh, Atlanta. Uh, he's a guy that that's kind of in keeping with, with Russell. He's a guy that, that's sort of starting to produce the way that people expected when when he first kind of got uh, signed by the Diamondbacks uh, two winters ago. Uh, he has nine home runs uh, this month and 15 RBI, uh, and he's going against Atlanta at home. Like, how is he only 3,100? I, I, I don't understand. And uh, I follow a couple uh, Diamondbacks beat writers on Twitter, and they're, they've all been kind of noting how much better and more comfortable he looks at the plate. And I've been trying to watch him a little bit too myself, and I completely agree. So I think he's a guy that I'm definitely targeting uh, this year, and he's a guy that I'm going to be trying to get a lot of shares of uh, for next year for season long. Uh, and then moving on, same game, Enter Enciarte, just a really solid player, 3,200, brings a lot of good speed, can stretch a, a single into a double or, you know, a, a Someone else uh, hits a single and he's at second. He can come around and score. So he's get, he's got that going for him. Uh, going against a pretty bad pitcher, uh, and he's always getting on base. So I, I don't really see any reason to go against going enter Enciarte. And then kind of a weird one as my last one is uh, Brandon Geyer, uh, twenty five hundred uh, going against Oakland. I always kind of like picking on Shamanaya when when I can get a right hander. Uh, so for 2,500 in that Indians lineup, I really like that a lot. Uh, Geyer uh, has an OPS of 1.095 against lefties. He hits 354 against lefties this year. Uh, that's over an 82 at bat sample size. So uh, not a ton, but a, a pretty a, one that gives you a good enough idea that he sees the ball really well coming out of lefties' hands. And you know, Manaya 
famously has struggled uh, in his young career against right-handers. Geyer's a guy that probably isn't going to be highly owned either. He's just 2,500. But if you need to like kind of squeeze someone in that mid-2000s range mm-hmm. to, to fit a guy like Baumgartner or Arietta, I think Geyer's the way to do it. Yeah, uh, the only thing with Geyer, uh, unlike with his previous team, he probably won't be batting in the one or two spot. Those are pretty well taken off. Right. But you get him at six in the sixth spot for 2,500. He gets to follow probably the likes of Napoli Lind- or Lindor Napoli, Santana possibly, or uh, even Jose Ramirez. 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 Uh, who's been hitting pretty well lately so uh, there's a good chance he comes up in a couple spots with runners on and with that matchup there's a good chance he could cash in on that Mm -hmm. so I'm liking those picks a lot especially for the salary relief I'm gonna throw out a couple other cheap options uh another Ray I mean of course guy you're no longer with the Rays but Kevin Kiermeyer, cool 3100 against Clay Buckholtz he's someone that does bat lower in the order and I like his chances of getting on base and possibly stealing a bag or two against Buckholtz at at a relatively cheap price I think he's a good him along with Logan Morrison uh, if you use them together maybe in a little mini red or i'm sorry race stack to get your exposure to buckholds i think that's a pretty good plan Maybe for tuesday night combo. i like, I like that, that. and then again we mentioned this over and over again but check the cubbies lineup if joe madden starts skurzer for example he's minimum price against frederick even though he's, he'll be low in the order same thing with solaire he's three thousand. but i still think with both of those guys there's value to be had so look at those cubs outfielders that cubs lineup madden's a little unpredictable sometimes he's always sure. known to get creative and uh daily owners can definitely adapt to that uh furthermore i'm just going to throw out my vote of confidence for mike trout you could arguably do this every day but he is six for 11 with three extra base hits and a couple of walks against ra dickey so based on the track record he's more likely to not be retired than be retired by ra dickey right and uh i mean at 4100 there's he's a pretty good bet to get you some points in cash games sure all right so uh that brings us to the batter versus pitcher matchup of the day we both went with value play uh first baseman but there is a first baseman at 3900 who checks in with pretty good career numbers and that's david ortiz he has faced chris archer 34 times and he does have three home runs and seven extra base hit that's an ops of over 1200 so his price actually gets a knock because chris archer is one of the better pitchers i mean he's right he's he's the third highest priced pitcher on the slate tonight behind uh behind the two aces here at 11,000 uh, right. i mean i guess you could i don't know if i want to make a case for using any pitcher against the red Sox offense but chris archer 9800 uh, he's there but i think ortiz gets a little bit of a price break because of the matchup although he probably shouldn't be based on how he's performed against Archer in the past. So there's a good chance for a couple hits for Poppy tonight. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, fantasy football fans, the wait is nearly over, and fantasy football is back, which means FanDuel is back. And this year, it's better than ever. It's not just the new season at FanDuel. It's a new era. They've upgraded your entire experience with real improvements for everyday fans, and they believe you deserve to experience everything sports has to offer, which makes you sports rich. Try the new FanDuel now. Just pick your team, stay under the salary cap, and have all the fun that fantasy has to offer new to the game play in a beginner contest to learn the ropes if you have just one dollar there are games for a dollar there's 50 50 contests where the top half wins cash or you could settle the score with a friend in FanDuel's brand new friends mode it's season-long fantasy football with weekly teams plus new features always ensure a fair and level playing field on FanDuel have all the fun that fantasy football has to offer FanDuel be sports rich all right, John, before we move on to our tournament pitcher plays here, uh, we got to start talking about chalk plays for the evening here. Uh, we got to pick one. We can only pick one. Who's it going to be for you? I'm going to double down on Yasmani Tomas going with him, uh, going against Rob Whalen. I think that's uh, too good of a matchup to pass up. And then uh, at the price point you're getting him at, 3100 that's 
that's just insane to me, uh, especially considering, like I said, nine home runs just this month. Uh, and he missed three games this month. So, I mean, it, he's been doing that in probably less than 20 games. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going with him. As much as I was tempted to use Arietta in this spot, I think I'm going to roll with Nolan Arenado for 4,000 against Chase Anderson, getting that matchup at Miller Park. I'll, I'll probably be tuning into the Brewers casually tonight, and I expect there to be some home runs hitting that game. Arenado definitely yeah, getting his share. And also, like that game was only what four to two last night. There's going to be some market correction between you mm-hmm. know between yeah. the Brewers we're, and, we're gonna and Rockies. Not regress to the mean. I guess is the wrong way to phrase it. But yeah, market correction is perfect. I like where you, how you put that, John. So we look for a shootout here tonight. Uh, what about stacks? If you had to pick a stack that you're going to be all in on tonight, uh, maybe it's the pitching matchup. Maybe it's the over unders. Uh, what stack are you leaning towards the most? I I know that we didn't pick on the reds a lot individually this evening but i mean there's going to be a lot of runs in that in that uh rangers reds game up at mm-hmm. great american obviously we saw 27 runs scored there yesterday i don't think it's going to be like that obviously but dan straley he's been really solid lately so i might like kind of if you're if you're thinking just kind of normal logically yes pick some rangers in a, in a home run ballpark I might stay off that, and I might go with some actual Reds uh, right-handers going against Derek Holland, who hasn't started uh, since June. He hasn't looked sharp in quite some time, so I think they might be kind of a sneaky uh, play to go with. Uh, so yeah. I might I might go that route. I mean, hey, you can get Phillips for twenty nine hundred, Eugenio Suarez for thirty one hundred, Duvall is probably yeah, Cozart's a little bit more expensive at thirty two hundred. Check his injury. Duvall is sitting at thirty three hundred, very reasonably priced stack. Just something that you're going to have to do with those aces tonight. So I, I like that. I'm going to go with another NL Central team here. I'm of course big on the Cubs. If, unfortunately, it's one of those stacks that you're going to have to pay up for a lot, especially if you want to get guys like Chris Bryan in your lineup, even Dexter Fowler. Who I think is a great play. He's 3,800. So he's a little bit pricey, but there's a lot to like with pretty much any Cubs right-hander. I mean, even Rizzo, if you really wanted to, because Frederick will eventually get bounced and it'll have to go to a Padres bullpen. So any Cubs you want to play tonight, it's good. You want to make sure you at least get at one share, one or two shares, so you, you don't miss out on a, on a 10 run blowout here. So just throwing that out there, uh, kind of related on the topic, Want to run down the highest over-unders? The uh, Nationals and Renato Lopez are going up against your Orioles and Kevin Gossman. Over-under on that game, 9.5. There are actually three games with a 9.5 over-under tonight. We've got Annabelle Sanchez and the Tigers against Kyle Gibson and the Twins. Also, again, like you mentioned, uh, Rob Whalen and the Braves against Archie Bradley and the Diamondbacks. All three of those games with a 9.5 over-under here. We're starting with uh, tournament plays then. We want to throw out maybe one option here. I'll, I'll throw mine out first today here uh, for the tournaments. I'm, I'm a big fan of Carlos Rodon at 8,100 tonight. I know 8,100 doesn't seem like a tournament price, and maybe it's tough to fit him in to this segment here. But I do like Carlos Rodon tonight because... I mean, the aces are going to be so heavily owned, so you could you should be able to get rid on. I'm thinking at less than 5% ownership. Maybe I'm nuts for that because he's one of the better middle-tier middle, middle tier options on the slate. But, I mean, the ownership's going to be low. Everyone's going to be on Arietta tonight, so you could distinguish yourself with that. Then you look at the Phillies, the matchup. I mean, you got the White Sox at home. Phillies are tied for 28th with a 288 weighted on base against lefties, 29 in weighted runs created plus against lefties, and also 29 in isolated power against lefties. So just as a team, not hitting lefties too well. And there's a decent floor here for Rodon, who scored 25 points or more on FanDuel in his last four games. So even if he doesn't go nuts, uh, there's a chance there. Uh, are, are you with me on Rodon, or is there anyone else you'd like to throw out there this evening? I mean, I, I think that makes 
total sense, especially given that we like to go with cheaper players for our, for our tournament picks. I think tonight just kind of stacks up in such a way that like even a guy like Archer probably isn't going to be as highly owned. I think that, that the Red Sox probably is going to scare some people off, understandably so. But Archer's been really dominant uh, since the All-Star break, really dominant at home. So I think he might be like... Oddly enough, someone that, that's owned in less than 15% in tournaments, that might work out. Mm-hmm. And then uh, if you really want to get wild, Reynaldo Lopez maybe again against the Orioles uh, because he's a high strikeout guy, you know, coming off his first career double-digit strikeout game. And the Orioles can certainly fan with the best of them. So uh, if, if, if you think people mm-hmm. are going to be too scared to, to use a pitcher going against uh, the O's and Camden Yards, maybe Reynaldo Lopez is a nice way. Uh, it's just seven thousand to to kind of get some uh, get a nice contrarian play that's going to get you some strikeouts. Yeah, solid contrarian plays, but I think we can both agree that uh, it's probably best to go with the ace tonight and maybe play it a little bit safe because there are plenty of pitchers to pick on, which means plenty of value hitters. Oh yeah, there's a ton of value hitters. All right, well let's check up on the weather quick before we uh, leave you guys today. Uh, looking at uh, the RotoWire.com weather with the data provided by our partners at Forecast IO, it's looking like clear and sunny across the today we've got a lot of games in dome stadiums not seeing any rain really over a five percent chance uh, at this time of course that can always change uh, at the click of a button here uh, but for now looking like weather going to keep it safe for the evening here uh, but before we, we officially sign off we do have a special offer for new FanDuel users get a free six months rotowire subscription with a $10 deposit on FanDuel just go to fanduel.com slash rotowire not only will you get the free subscription but you'll have that $10 available to play with on FanDuel that's over $40 in value for just 10 bucks go to fanduel.com slash rw if you're already a FanDuel user and want to just check out the website on your own go ahead and head on over to rotowire.com slash pod that's rotowire wire.com slash pod for a free 10-day trial once again i'm jake letarski you can find me on twitter at jakeski 52 and i'm john mckechnie you can find me on twitter at johnny mckex the rotowire daily fantasy sports podcast will return wednesday with benny riccardi and james seltzer